Welcome to NASA Edge, an inside and outside look at all things NASA. Today we're joined by Carrie Scott, also known as CJ, who was part of uh, NASA Langley's Sci-Fly team. Carrie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, frankly. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, now, first, tell us a little bit about what Sci-Fly is and what you do with uh, that team. Yes, um, so Sci-Fly stands for the Scientifically Calibrated In-Flight Imagery Team. So what we do is we take imagery, engineering quality data sets of various flight tests, whether that's um, spacecraft that are re-entering the atmosphere or rockets that are exiting you know, the atmosphere, parachute systems, uh, sample return capsules, you name it, and we will do our best to image it. Now, as the deputy principal investigator for SciFly, what is your exact role uh, on that team? <laughs> That's a great question um, and a little bit harder to pin down. But what I am responsible for is making sure that all of the scientific systems that we use, optics, windows, aircraft, are operational and ready to go in order to collect the data that meets the requirements as set by our customers. Now, when we first met, uh, it was down in uh, Houston, and one of your flight systems, the WB-57, was being used to do some uh, parachute tests. What other type of, of uh, flight assets do you have uh, as part of the SciFly team? Well, so we use a variety of different assets um, that fit the need for the mission. So sometimes re-entry missions occur over water, so the asset would need to have a long endurance. For a mission like that, we may operate in conjunction with the Navy P-3 aircraft, which has a task glance imaging system. For other situations over land or that don't require as high an altitude ceiling as a WB-57, we may use the NASA G-3 aircraft, of which there are a number. And also, as you mentioned, the WB-57, which is a great high altitude imaging aircraft. So it really depends on the mission profile and the imaging that needs to take place. Tell us about your recent mission, uh, Hayabusa 2, or Shark, uh, that was managed out of Australia. Oh, wow, that was uh, such a fun mission and um, just such a great um, data set. Um, we were asked to help coordinate an imaging mission for the Hayabusa 2 uh, sample return capsule reentry. Hayabusa is a Japanese exploration agency, JAXA-sponsored mission uh, to capture asteroid material from the asteroid Ryugu. And the sample return capsule was set to re-enter the atmosphere on December 6th. The capsule is about 40 centimeters in diameter, so, you know, about the size of a beach ball. And we were going to be imaging it from approximately 400 kilometers away. Uh, this was going to be a spectral measurement and so we worked to develop imaging spectrographs that uh, provide us lots of information about what's happening to the heat shield as the capsule you know slams into the atmosphere and it reaches you know Mach 42.5. How do you acquire uh, your your targets when they enter the Earth's atmosphere? Uh, well, that's a great question. We're provided a trajectory from the customer and we have tools that we use to graphically uh, illustrate the trajectory 
in a simulated 3D you know, virtual environment um, that is a very high fidelity model of the solar system. But what we can also do is generate a map of the stars that we would predict to be within the field of view of the imagers. So we create a, a star map of the background stars and by overlaying the trajectory on the star map, we can prepare appropriately to uh, point our, our systems where they need to be and kind of wait for the target to appear within our camera. Well, that is great to hear. Uh, after this uh, quarantine is over, uh, I look forward to catching up with you and the rest of the SciFly team back at Langley. Thanks for joining us today, CJ. Thanks. You're watching NASA Edge, an inside and outside look at all things NASA. Thank you.